0: and give you the skills and confidence to get the score you want on your MCAT test day. Learn more about Blueprint MCAT at blueprintprep.com MCAT. Welcome back to the MCAT Podcast, or welcome if this is your first time. I hope it's not. If it is, you have a lot of episodes to go catch up on. They're all great, I promise. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, host here at the MCAT Podcast and all of the podcasts at Med Ed Media. Well, not all of them, but a lot of them. We do have an awesome podcast that is put on by the University of Iowa Carver College of Medicine. That is the Short Coat podcast. You can check them out as well. Again, all of our podcasts over at MedEd Media. That's mededmedia.com. This week we're going to dive into some sociology. All right, Brian, last week we covered psychology, one of those newer sections on the MCAT. This week let's cover sociology, another new section on the MCAT. What? In in your mind, sociology, I want one quick takeaway before we dive into the questions. What's a, a big mistake that students make with sociology?
1: Um, they don't take the technical nature of it seriously enough.
0: What does uh, that what mean? I mean-
1: Meaning a lot of the sociology terms that get bandied about, and we're actually going to see this in the very first question we look at, are um, words that sound like normal conversational English words or, or that you should be able to infer them from normal English conversational words. And, and students very often fail to realize that in the, in the psych social section, especially the sociology part, the words have very precise, very technical definitions, and so they, they get a little cavalier about it in a way they would never do with, say, physiology.
0: Okay. All right. Let's go ahead and dive in then. Mm-hmm. So I'll read this first one. Question 16. Mead's social theory presents the part of the self which is called the me as the... A, autonomous sense of self that reacts to the attitudes taken in from society. B, part of the self that generates moral behavior and is critical of the self's thoughts and actions. C, collection of attitudes taken from society. Or D, organized, realistic part of the self that mediates between base desires and moral impulses.
1: What do you think, Ryan?
0: I have no clue.
1: There you go. Right. See, so it's like, wait, the word me, seriously, the word me is a technical term. Yeah. You know what? On the, on the Soch, uh, psych Soch MCAT, it absolutely is. Um, so we'll, we'll walk through this. So that first one, the autonomous sense of self, that's actually part of Mead's theory. And that's what um, she calls the I. So there's I and me answer choice. A is I, uh, B, the part of yourself that, generates moral behavior and is critical, that is Freud's superego. So the superego is this kind of irrational part of your mind that is hyper-moral and, and criticizes you for not kind of following those moral codes. Uh, C, the collection of attitudes taken in from society, is the right answer here. Though. So That's the me. I am the autonomous self that reacts to that. The actual uh, sense of attitudes that I take in from society, that's the me. Uh, and then finally, the kind of realistic part that mediates between base desires and morals, um, again, that's Freud, and that's the ego, right? That You have the the id, the kind of raw animal impulse, and the ego has to mediate the id's impulses uh, driven by the superego's morality. So these answer choices kind of mix together Freud and Mead, and they expect you to be able to pick out a collection of attitudes taken from society as
0: the me. So I would have got it right if I went with the tried and true, if you don't know, Pixie. Yeah.
1: Absolutely, would have, yep. (laughs) Okay, let's take a look at 17. Uh, A highly exclusive new restaurant opens in the nation's busiest metropolitan area. Within days of opening, the restaurant's reservation list is booked for the following two years. The best friend of one of the acquaintances of the Mater D is able to get a table one night with no reservation. The best friend, A, demonstrated use of social capital, B, took advantage of his personal charismatic authority, C got something despite the lack of social status, or D has high cultural capital.
0: Hmm. I'm going to guess, I'm going to guess A here.
1: A, absolutely right. That the definition of social capital is value derived from who you know, from who you are networked to socially. Uh, the classic example of social capital is not you know getting a reservation at a restaurant but it's actually much more serious so uh, if you suddenly find yourself unemployed that can be life destroying or it can be an inconvenience right depending on your social capital if you know 10 people you can call up and say hey hook me up with a job you are getting value a new job based on who you know
0: well let's let's uh, put it in the terms that that the listener will know as <laughs> okay. as you are as you are looking at what medical schools to apply to, if you happen to know the dean of admissions at the medical school, then you're you got some social capital.
1: Yeah, it could be an enormous way to get right to that <laughs> interview. Absolutely, and we want to we we don't want to confuse the social capital and cultural capital. And Ryan, this goes back to the the idea that students sometimes think that oh well, it just means what it says, right? I don't need to take. An extra second and memorize the technical terms. And I I can't tell you how many times I've seen students get those confused while they're taking the test. Social capital, the word social, people, who you know, social networks. Cultural capital is um, anything of value that's not like literal money or people. So for example, having a really good vocabulary, having a really good fashion sense, Having having an MD like literally the MD itself is not money right, but the MD is cultural capital, Mm. Um, and that that has tremendous value.
0: Okay, good to know. All right, all right. Question twenty eight: Which of the following subcultures would least likely be described as a meritocracy? A, a gang whose leader is chosen based on how many members of a rival gang he has killed. B, a financial firm in which the yearly bonuses paid out to employees are based on the performance of the financial assets managed by each employee over the past five years, not just the past year. C, a college department that grades all of its exams anonymously using automated grading software and randomized student ID numbers that are unknown to the professors. Or D, a financial firm in which many of the vice president. Positions are occupied by close family members of the members of the board of directors.
1: Ah. So least likely least to be American. Likely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Least likely. So I'm going to go with my tried and true pick C.
1: Okay. And why?
0: Because this is the one that's most different out of all of them, the whole anonymous and randomized and everything else and every everything else is I know who you are. So there's going to there's going to be something in there that's going to have some bias and some other things.
1: Sure, yeah, and and that's not right, although C is the second most popular chosen question um, by our students. Yeah, so Ryan, we want to start with a meritocracy, right? what what that is. And the idea in a meritocracy is that advance that's a society in which advancement, is based on merit, meaning skills, credentials, achievements. You have to have done things to merit your your advancement or your position in that society. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, in a hyper violent society like a gang, successfully killing your gang rivals would be, I guess, meritorious. Yeah. And so, A sounds like a meritocracy, and B, a financial firm. If you are successful in your firm and and you know make a lot of money then that's how you get good bonuses so b certainly sounds like a meritocracy c says that things are graded anonymously so it suggests that um nepotism or corruption can't play a role right you can't get a good grade just because who you are mm. Because the grading is anonymous, actually C sounds kind of like a, at least maybe like a meritocracy. But more importantly, in the case of D, a financial firm where all the vice presidents are family members of the boards of directors, yeah. well, that would be the exact opposite of a meritocracy. You're not being named vice president because of achievement; you're being named vice president because of nepotism. You're you're just related to somebody important. Yeah. So least likely to be a meritocracy here would be D. Okay. And then let's wrap up with number 31. I'll read this one. Throughout much of its recent existence, Indonesia has had a very strong economy with sharply defined and well-functioning political structures. Its economy and military were some of the strongest in the region, while neighboring Papua New Guinea had much weaker systems and was almost wholly dependent on Indonesia for trade and protection. Indonesia could be described as A, an undeveloped nation, B, a semi-periphery nation, C, a core nation, d a periphery nation so ryan what does this sound like to you
0: indonesia i don't know i don't know any of these words
1: (laughs) okay so we gotta start with the clues in the question right it's always what did they give me so they said this is a nation that has well-functioning political structures Mm -hmm. with a strong economy and military and the nearby neighboring nation is dependent on them. Yeah. So, again, you're not expected to walk in knowing anything about Southeast Asia, right? You're, you're just <laughs> going to be given the facts. And so this is actually the definition of a core nation, right? A strong nation that has good politics, military, uh, and economic structures, and other nations are dependent on them. OK, uh, so answer. So your guess would have worked for you, it. It would have right? worked. Another C. So it worked. <laughs> another C. There you go.
0: Yeah. So I, I would have read into this and going, OK, it's there's a neighboring country. So maybe it's a periphery nation.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. The idea is that the relationship is the kind of periphery nations are the weaker nations with, with poor, poorly functioning political structures, weaker economies and and militaries, and they depend on their neighbors. And then semi-periphery would be the kind of halfway point between those two. So, I mean, to use ourselves as an example, you might describe America as a core nation, Mexico as the semi-periphery neighbor. And then, you know, maybe a central American country that has these weaker structures as a, as a periphery
0: nation so periphery nation parasite nation there's some alliteration for you
1: <laughs> okay but i feel like the citizens <laughs> of guatemala would be pretty pissed at being called a parasite
0: i don't know it works if, if it helps me get a better score on the mcat i'm sorry people of guatemala but it works
1: yeah. any, anything to raise that score and just don't bring it up in polite <laughs> company there you go
0: all right any other takeaways from this one
1: Uh, The same takeaway we started with at the beginning. Don't take sociology lightly. Make sure you memorize those terms.
0: All right, there you have it. Some sociology for the MCAT. Hopefully with this episode and breaking down all the questions that we do here as well as every other week, talking about breaking down and the thought process behind answering questions on the MCAT, we're helping you achieve your goals of crushing the MCAT and getting that medical school acceptance. Go check out everything that Next Step Test Prep has to offer. It's not just this podcast that they offer you. They have a 10-pack of MCAT full-length exams that you can buy. They have an MCAT course, kind of a an on-demand do-it-yourself course that includes five office hours every week, live office hours every week. They also are best known for their one-on-one tutoring, the best in the business. Go check out everything they have to offer at nextsteptestprep.com. Use the promo code MCATPOD, that's all one word, all capital letters, M-C-A-T-P-O-D, to save some money on their products and services. I hope you got some education out of today's episode. I hope you join us next week here at the MCAT Podcast and MedEd Media.